Um, Sue Hall uh, lived in Bungalow for now 20 years, born and raised in Atlantic City. Um, Darcy Hefner, I've uh, been here since 99. Candy Jones, I've lived in Bungalow Park my whole entire life, so 58 years. Uh, my name is Stephen Cottrell, I'm from Atlantic City, I've been here all my life. Um, I'm, I'm Frank, I live in Bungalow Park. I'm Sheila Hall Freeman. Uh, I've been in Bungalow Park since uh, 2010. Okay. I'm Tony Graham. I've been in Bungalow Park since 72, but a full-time resident since uh, 2010. Burger, uh, first award. Uh, Carol, I'm with the Chelsea Neighborhood Association. Born in Chelsea Village and I'm a lifelong resident of Atlanta. Living in Chelsea, I've been in the first award. Um, so the first question is, what do you think they should know? Well, to get out of here. <laughs> Good start. Anybody, anybody want them to stay? Anybody here want state oversight or state oh, no. intervention? They took our sovereignty away from us and we don't have the right to vote on what happens in our city. And if we do vote on it, they can say, well, forget it. We're doing it our way. So they can't run their own state, let alone run our city. Mm -hmm. I think it goes beyond that. It goes to the controlling entities people in charge of the whole, people in charge of the airport, people in charge of the CRDA, and you have to have this control the entity. It's just like the bridge center. Put people from the town in charge. Put the local mayor's association in charge of the money. It's not these guys that are signed out, period. I'm going to cut to the chase on this. No matter what we discuss and no matter what we say, it's academic. Whoever is in power is in there following the money. There's too much money invested from us to them and one person is not going to change that over and they're not going to cut their own apron strings. So no matter what we do, no matter who we vote for, it's the machine that's in power and it's, they have us and they're not going to give it back. And it's simple. I want to get rid of them, but it's not going to happen. I would like to say I'd like to get rid of them also and I think the $90 million that we send up to Trenton every year should be back here in Atlantic City. What I would like the candidates to know about our community <coughs> is that we are an educated populace and that we went to the polls um, aware of the pros and cons, or, or mostly aware of the pros and cons of the candidates, and we chose to vote for those who now sit on our city council and the gentleman that's now in the uh, mayor's office, and we don't feel that they know our town any better than our elected officials. I want them to know always that there's more to our town than they will ever know about. They can't possibly comprehend it all in the big picture or relate to the details minutia of what's going on in Bungalow Park or elsewhere in the First Ward or Chelsea and the different nuances of everything going on in each particular neighborhood. They just don't know. Accept what you don't know. And we've lost a lot of good people since the state takeover who went somewhere else because they're there hanging like a dark cloud over City Hall and the people who know what's going on in town and have the talents and the skills and the love for this city have been have felt like they needed to be somewhere else and so they just left. That's talent that we lost and they're not giving us anything comparable in return.
They need to just accept what they don't know about this town. What were you going to say? I would just like to see someone take on the platform or just pass or fail, whether they won or lost on some issues that were beneficial to Atlantic City and South Jersey. Example, like uh, the myth about Atlantic City and the money is so little that casino money that actually comes back to Atlantic City. Now, whenever that was negotiated, I'm sure it was a great deal back then. You know, help the city come out, people got jobs, people prospered, people gained. Well, now Atlantic City has had issues. I think, I think that needs to be revisited because the state benefits from what happens in Atlantic City, yet so little of that money actually goes to Atlantic City. i just like to see a candidate, even if they lost, with that being part of their agenda. We, we've had, we haven't had nobody in Trenton with a South Jersey agenda you know, uh, whether it's uh, 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 picking up that Garwood Mill site or enhancing that or just, you know, the positives that Atlantic City has to offer, but so little of that money actually comes back to Atlantic City. That's my issue. My issue is that the people in Trenton need to understand that Atlantic City was built on the taxes of our elderly residents. Okay, and the property taxes are shutting them out. They have, like my mother, she's 90 years old. She owns her home. Her property taxes are like, I had a neighbor who, he got a reverse mortgage, but he had to give up his home because he couldn't pay his property taxes. But he's lived in Atlantic City, born in Atlantic City, paid his taxes for 70 years, and now he loses, you know, what would be his legacy. And so they have to remember that our our older population, this city was built on their taxes, the schools, the streets, the whatever. And the focus seems to be on the casinos. I don't know who did the thing about the, uh, what is that, the Borgata, who, whoever got the tax rebate or whatever. Like, what were you thinking about? We've got people who work here, who've lived here their entire lives and gave back to this community, to the children, to the community, to everything, and that we're just shutting them out. We're overpricing them. And I had said to Guardian when he came to the bungalow thing, I said, if you want the old people to move out, just say it. Don't tax them out of their homes that they worked all their lives to own and then tax them out of the ability to continue to keep them. Yeah, I want them to honor the promise that was made in order for them to get gambling in Atlantic City, which was no taxes for the residents. And no one, no one talks about that, and it's not on anyone's agenda to honor the original promise in order to get gambling here. We talk about that all the time. And when it's brought up, any time it is brought up, it is made to seem as though the people that are the residents are looking for a handout and they're looking for a freebie. But they're not going back to when this whole thing started and it was the initial promise for the people to have to have the traffic, the casinos, the crime, that in order for all that, they were promised that their taxes would be handled. And none of that has occurred. Heard, and it is now being sounded like when it's brought up, it's being made like you're looking for a handout or for a freebie, which isn't which isn't the way it started. I'm in a meeting one day. 
And we're talking about the a building or something like that, and one of the guys on the board asked for a map. Well, why don't we have a map? Why don't we see where this is? And I stood and I said, I live in town. I know where it is. Anyone that lives in this town knows where it is. And we need some, we need some direct supervision by the town instead of you people making the decisions. The result of your decisions are on the streets right now. So that policy has chased the middle class off to a Carl in real estate. We'll tell you how many people they can get out of Atlantic City. They want to. I've made the mistake of moving back in by choice. It's not a mistake. It, it, it's by choice that I've come here, but everyone thinks I've made a mistake. And yet, the beauty of the people, I'm listening to these voices, these deep-rooted things I've lived here before. The city has cost everyone in this room a lot of money. And abilities and, and, and taxes and the, the not and income. This the, the decisions made by the CRDA has cost me millions with, with different ventures that have gone on. So it's very important for the new guy coming in, I don't care if it's the Republican or the Democrat, but you have to understand that your rule comes from the ground up, not from the ground from the top down. And we're right now living with an entitled class. So I want term limits. I want whoever's in the office to have the guts to introduce term limits and lobby it through. Agreed. For the governor's term limit. He is, but let's get the Senate, uh, the Senate and the Assembly. Let's like, make them rotate seats. I'd what like, do you want people to name? I'd like the gubernatorial candidates and every state level <laughs> legislator to understand that Atlantic City is unique. They they keep trying to pigeonhole us in, in funding formulas as a thirty-eight thousand person town or an urban area or some other category, but there's no other 38,000 person town that sends 70, 80, 90 million to Trenton every year. There's no other 38,000 person town that has their largest landlord is the, is the housing authority. There's no other 38,000 person town where only 27% of the households pay property taxes. We are really unique. We have the urban issues and we have the casino issues and people are trying to put us in a box. We, we were unique in, in our history as a resort town. We were unique as a casino town and we're, we're unique in every way and I think they have to look at us differently than they look at every other town. Just to piggyback on what Frank said, he made an excellent point. Um, maybe about a year ago, we did a study and actually did some comparison type things. And what folks need to understand is that the effect that the shutdown of the auto industry had on Detroit, statistically, was nowhere near as devastating as what happened to Atlantic City when these casinos shut down. And so when you look at the numbers, and, and Frank says how unique we are, when you look at the numbers, there's got to be a totally different new solution. Now, Atlantic City has reinvented itself several times over the years, and it will reinvent itself again, but we don't need the state looking over our shoulder while we're trying to do that. There was Atlantic City before casino gambling, and there will be after casino gambling. Okay, to follow up on that. 
to follow up on that also is there's a lot of money being paid to this um, person that the state sort of had to oversee our finances. Millions, millions of dollars at the, at the, who's making the decisions. And we're in a situation now where our fire department is going to be cut down to 180 firefighters. They want to close the Annapolis Avenue firehouse. There's more high rises from Albany Avenue to Jackson Avenue in that part of the city. And not only that, after we just what we just witnessed that incident in Las Vegas, and we're down to 180 firefighters, and they're putting our police department too. When we are a community of 35,000 people that have to take care of 100 to a million people that come into the city for a concert on the beach, could you imagine if that happened while a concert was on our beach? So it's to, to, they just don't. It, 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 and the airship, too. Um, <laughs> what, what, what bothers me the most right now, um, I want sports betting. Yes. I want that billion dollar industry to come into town. And I want it to where we get our fair share, we get our cut. I mean, we really get our cut. We're talking about a billion dollars a year coming in. You know, so yes, the state gets its cut, but the city should be getting their cut. That's a whole lot of money that we're we're not. So I want I want the candidate to get behind it because right now that issue is before the, the Supreme Court. You know, and I think the Supreme Court is going to rule in our favor only because now there's a professional hockey team in Las Vegas and the Oakland Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. So the argument against us is no longer there. If you're allowing professional sports into a gambling town, then you should allow a gambling town to be able to bet on it. But what happened to us was North Jersey wouldn't let it out of committee. They, because that's the joke about this state that they got a chance. They, they shut that whole decision down. And, decision and, down. And, and down here, you never even got a chance to have to speak on it. But right. now we had that referendum where the state overwhelmingly voted against North Jersey casinos before sports betting. So I, whoever is our representative as governor, I want them to be behind. Them. I truly do. The, pe the people that voted, we, we, went, we all went out and we voted. It was 80-20. Oh, We're only gambling in South Jersey. Now they're coming in the back way because they're putting these keto machines in bars. And not just in Atlantic City. Right. And then they're telling the, the three people in Atlantic City that have it in their bar that they can only do two drawings a night. So, and that's throughout the state. So they're coming in from the back of the but as far as the sports, then we have to go to Boardwalk Hall. We have to look at Boardwalk Hall. I have to yeah. be yeah. in a restaurant and on, on the club, Angeloni's on Sunday yes. night, and sat next to a past casino president. And we had a conversation. And I had the honor, and I mean, it was an honor, to serve on Mayor Lorenzo Langford's strategic planning committee when he brought all of the casinos and all the politicians at the table at the same time to promote Atlantic City collectively. And this um, president was the first one to write a hard check to bring money to Boardwalk Hall. And he said to me Sunday night, he said, there should be entertainment every night in Boardwalk Hall. But the acts that we brought in, that they brought in back in 
the, the 90s. Oh, you guys notice They made a tremendous amount of money, but the actual event lost money because of the cost of doing business in Boardwalk Hall, because that money is going to North Jersey. Wow. One of my issues has to do with school funding, and I would like to make sure that the candidates look for new ways of funding the schools, because it is really detrimental to those people who are homeowners. I think our taxes are too high and it goes to the school. I think also they need to look at how the pilot program is issued. A lot of the pilot programs, they don't pay the school taxes. Perhaps they need to reconsider the pilot programs and make the pilot program people pay part of the, tax, the school taxes also so that it will reduce the taxes, tax burden on the citizens that are homeowners. And, and not only that, but the schools, not this past year that wasn't the high burden issue, Last year, they suffered 250, 300 layoffs, something like that. That's a huge chunk of the city's economy. And to the point that there were several businesses that I know of, a daycare business and a lunch operation, that had to shut down because all their clientele was laid off from the school board, which doesn't help the children. We've got to get back to focusing on the children, like Libby said, and funding them the schools for what they need, which they don't have in the schools right now. We already talked about your plan, Tom, so don't bring it up. <laughs> Come on, Tom, I want to hear it again. Okay. Yeah, we did. We talked Hi, Tom. About it. Sorry, I'm late. I was at the school board meeting. We talked about waste. No, we just, I left the school board meeting. There's, you know, hardly anybody there, and they just—it's a hot mess. Um, so we just talked about what we would like the candidates for governor to know about our communities. And the follow-up question is kind of similar, but I want to know what you would like to see at the top of the next governor's agenda. For Atlantic City. For, Atlantic for, City. for your community, but it can well, also be a New Jersey-wide issue. Well, I, I think first and foremost, they have to pull out of Atlantic City. I that mean, because it circumvents... It circumvents the electoral process. You have the CRDA has meetings in the middle of the day, uh, like they did today, and yep. circumvents. You have a bunch of out-of-town individuals that are highly paid on the Creta dime, and then you turn around and then you see what you know, what we get in return, which is really nothing. Uh, the state controls the, the tourism district. They contribute zero uh, to public safety, which is 75% of our budget. So if the state paid for public safety in the tourism zone, that would remedy our financial matters. Now, where are they going to get that money? That's going to be their first complaint, right? Well, give us our luxury room and parking tax back, and we can do it. That's I opened the records. It's almost $90 million a year. So why not shift that revenue back and pay for public safety? Half of that would pay for public safety. If we had the whole nut back, we could lower property taxes 150%. Because they went up 133%. And then the state lowered it 8%. And then they went to pat on the back. It's like, wow, you know. It's, uh, that, would be, that would be at the top. I would like to, to tell the state where the luxury tax came from. It was created specifically for Atlantic City to pay for the extra tourism and the extra needs associated with that tourism. So 
then taking it and not giving any of them back doesn't do us any good. The second thing I would like the state to understand is we are, and I call ourselves this all the time, we're a small global village wrapped around a big city. And we have right here in this room a microcosm of people. We have every nation, 90 nationalities in this town. And if you listen to these people, because these immigrants are smart people. They got out of wherever they were to get here. Right. And, and we're all products of immigrants. We're all products of the brainchild of people that were madmen in Atlantic City. They, they got to the ocean. Their backs were against the wall. They had no place to go. And they planted roots. And they planted a community. And they grew that community. In 1960, we were talking about Detroit. In 1960, Detroit had the highest national average income in the nation. And then it went through it. We went from here to here, and one of the reasons we went through here is because there was no rebuilding of the community. What they continued to do was knock down, knock, excuse me, knock down, knock down, and, and destroy the history and the community because they chased the people out of here for no apparent reason other than land banking. Mm-hmm. And land banking doesn't create, you know, what are we going to have in Oklahoma where you, you have the Oklahoma land rush? you got to do something because until you get people in here, we have nothing. I was going to say, that's another one of my hot issues in terms of freedom. Creta land banking, all of that property. What do they have about? I think I read some place where it's about seven million dollars that they've taken out of our tax rate, our rateable, and they don't pay taxes. And they don't pay taxes on the land that they have. So they need to make sure that that land is sold and put back as rateables for Atlantic City. We basically are living in a debtor's prison here. It's the same system. We, we can't pay our bills because they're taking our money, but they have our hands tied so we can't go out and make money either. So it's, it's a revolving cycle. So they have to give us the opportunity. Um, one of the best ways would be if they just take a week off from Trenton, come and rent a house down here or rent a motel room without all their entourage. Just come down as a, as a renter and just see what it's all about. But, but they're not they're not going to get out of their ivory towers. That's the problem. All right, what, what do you want to say now? Because that was the thing I was going to say that I would love to see the governor candidates or the governor is to come down here and see the integrated atmosphere, the, um, the, the wonderful inter- interaction between a lot of people, between the residents, between the people that are here, and have them see how they live and what they are doing with their lives because they live in an ivory tower and don't know if they come to Atlantic City it's to a convention it's to a casino it's to a boardwalk event but they don't come to see the people and it would be really great if these people came down and actually got to meet people. Do you remember the last time? Traffic jams, they get right through, they fly in, they have no concept of what we go through. They don't know. We don't have they, 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 they look at us with blindness and everything as if we are a city. But we all know that we're more than a city. We are very... Um, we're neighborhoods, you know, we're neighbors that care about each other, we're neighbors that when, when you're sitting on your front porch or your back porch, and you don't even know that you're in a city because of how distinct our neighborhood is. You know, that we're communities, you know, we care about each other. It's not like it's a, some unknown person that you never speak to. We know our neighbors. You know, we look after each other. Mm-hmm. You know, but one of the things with this whole gubernatorial race that we've had over the last few years, we're actually not being represented. 
are part of the state that's not being represented. New Jersey's actually two states. Right. It really is. It's totally. north and south. And it's always been. Uh -huh. But we are not properly represented, especially in the gubernatorial office. In my lifetime, I don't I don't ever remember someone from North South Jersey really. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Okay. And that but that's one. You know? So we're not represented. And one of the other problems is we've been the dumping ground because we're nice to people. We don't see how many people that had one way tickets to Atlantic City. We fed them, we housed them, and we still have them. Uh, you know, but we don't have anything for them to do. But yet we, you know, the rest of the state chose, and they're still doing it, chose to send these people to us. But we're good people. We take care of them. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, that's true. That is a hot button issue. And if you go to a lot of meetings, that is one of the big issues in terms of the other parts of the state dumping their problems here in Atlantic City. And they don't want to acknowledge it. They want to keep their communities great. We have nice communities, and they dump them all here. Yeah, Keep a lot of problems at home. If you um, and, and I hear a lot of things that go on in the court, and what happens in other townships, um, as far north as Thomas River, Bray, when certain low-level crime occurs, and it may be because of homelessness or drug abuse or whatever the issue is, part of the deal with these people is, and here is your one-way ticket and don't come back here. But that, but for all the townships in which this happens, that one-way ticket is always to Atlantic City. There's, I think they have legislation against that now, it's just rarely enforced. Uh, Chris Brown passed that several years ago, but it's just a, a rarely enforced yeah, still and what becomes more problematic is, is the state's continual taking, and not just of our tax base, but, and I, I raised this at the school board meeting tonight, they, you know, they cut 200 teachers. They came in and slashed our budget because of the loss of the rateables, and they didn't shift the luxury of the parking tax back to, to Atlantic City. So as a result, you have children in overcrowded classes because there, there was a shortage of teachers. You cut their after-school programs, all their athletic programs. Our children need to be engaged, you know, uh, in structured activity as most kids do. But our children, um, you know, kids are bored, they're going to get in trouble. That's just the nature of a child. Uh, and as a father and as a teacher, I'm very familiar with that. So, you know, we need to have those structured activities back, you know, in the public schools. And, and not to mention, you know, they, what do they do? They close the rec center. There's no more summer recreation. It's, it's problematic across the board. And then the, they, they wonder why the crime rate goes up, or that the kids get in trouble, or that there's drug use, or that they're filming fights on the streets. It's, it's a sad state of affairs. And really, the state has caused... I would say a good portion of our issues here, both financially and you know, uh, in our community, especially you know, with our kids. I, I want to make one point about the state. Like, I, I, we're all talking about the state, and we all have a different uh, viewpoint on how the state ne negatively affects this city. But when Tom or Elaine makes the point about money, tax dollars, fees, that are going away from this town and not coming back to this town. Let's go back to the very beginning and remember that it was the state that said, 
you know, casino gambling came here. And what are you going to do with this revenue? And in the absence of a detailed, um, far-sighted plan, it's like, well, you don't know what to do with it anyway. But for where we are right now, I want them to be reminded that you didn't have to come here in 2017 in a heavy-handed fashion because for the past five years they've been here in the city with their quote-unquote monitor and so there was no contract awarded, there was no business done, there was no check signed that was not with New Jersey State approval. So don't come here now and say, well, we need to jump in with both feet now because you don't know what to do. Because if we don't know what to do and we hadn't been doing it in the way that was required to keep us afloat based on what happened to us historically, then your monitors that were here should have done something. The monitor left at the end of the year last year and said, okay, well, you're, you're doing everything that I would have done and more. And more. So I'm out of here. So, you know, in the spring, the state decides, well, guess what? We better get back here with both feet. I just, I just wanted to go over here first, and then I'll come back to you guys. All right. I want to go back and talk about the schools. Public schools, our public schools, don't have the curriculum to graduate our children on an even playing field. And by taking away the teachers and cutting our budgets, and cutting our after-school programs and music and art and things like that, our children, when they graduate and try to get into, like Yale or Harvard or those types of Ivy League schools, our curriculum doesn't have the weight to get them accepted. We don't have the community projects. We don't have the whole 360 degrees of what it takes to get into an Ivy League school. I had a son, got straight A's. I said, oh, the playing field is level. But when he went to apply, because he went to a public school, his curriculum didn't have the weight of a charter school. It didn't have the weight. Curriculums weigh something when children go to college. So we have to keep our schools competitive. We have to keep our children engaged. We have to give them the opportunity to advance themselves so that they come back here and reinvest in our communities. If we let things just go, you know, they're back Maryland shooting each other. Oh, we spent two billion dollars on shot spot. Gee, I don't care if they kill each other. I only care about the one. <laughs> go to college, okay? Yeah. They want to kill each other. Fine. You know, if that's what they want to do, that's on them. They got mothers, fathers, parents, grandmothers, or whatever. But what I want is for the children that are uptown, west side, Chelsea, New York Avenue, Holy Spirit, wherever, to have the same opportunity as a child that's coming from South Orange, Montclair, those, you know, little high-income communities that have those great schools with those high rateables. I want my children to be able to compete with those children. And so we here as adults sit here and talk about where we are and what's going on. But our future is in those children. And if we don't catch them now, we can forget it. Because they ain't really that smart. They aren't. Just to, to follow up on, on that thought, and, and you're correct in what you're saying, you said 
you know, what we have in Atlantic City developing is like a modern Brown versus Board of Education to peak. You know, you have, you know, the vast majority of our children here in our school system, in our middle school system, are African American children. And they're the ones that lost their after school program. They're the ones that are in the overcrowded classes. And it becomes increasingly problematic when, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're engaged in the classroom and they're being written up for discipline, there's no firm disciplinary policy or procedures in the school, and then the kids get in trouble and they fall through cracks, some of the kids. I mean, and I've, I've taught here in the system, I, I've seen it up close and personal, and the administration, more people need to go to the school board meetings, more people need to be on the school board and they need to run other candidates other than just have three people run for three seats, it's unheard Absolutely. of. So, but with that said, that really overall is a civil rights action, the component that I've proposed here, is that for a 1984 civil rights action, that's the USC statute of 1984, you don't need the, the prejudicial intent, you just need the effect. Okay, we have our seniors getting taxed out of their homes, you know, because they're on fixed incomes, their taxes went up 133%. You know, that's a civil rights violation. Against the children's a civil rights violation. You know, and we need to use that leverage in federal court. Now why that's important is because racial discrimination or prejudice in the federal court system comes under the highest level of scrutiny. You know, the low level is the money. You know, mid-level is like gender discrimination. Racial discrimination, the highest form, the highest level of scrutiny. So as a community, and I propose this to city council, and it's really the main reason that I'm running. I mean, the only running I really wanted to do was on the boardwalk. You know? but, you know, and then that, hurt that, your knee back. And hurt my knee. So, <laughs> I was on the side but to get back to, to, to my point, the, the, we have to get that filed. City Council isn't inclined to file it, the mayor's not inclined to file it because they don't think that they can do it. So they're taking advice from an attorney who I filed an ethics charge against as a conflict of interest, a former city solicitor, former business administrator, is now working for the state. He was supposed to be giving legal advice on how to fight the state. We never filed the lawsuit, then he starts working for the state. In my opinion, that's, I don't think you have to be a legal scholar to figure out that that's a conflict. But there's a, there's a lot of other issues that the states just churn, and the fact that this Chisia gets paid, you know, sixteen hundred dollars for a car ride every time he comes down to Atlantic City, four hundred dollars an hour, he's billing for a car time too. You do know that, so that's 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 horrible. But I think a lot of the problems come right back to. Um, the problem with taxes. Mom and dad aren't home because they've got to work two jobs or three part-time jobs, so they're not raising their children, the schools are, and the schools are underfunded. So, you know, it, it circles back to taxes again. We're being taxed out of our homes. You know, kids are being taxed out of their families. I mean, mom and dad, grandparents, the extended families, everybody's working so much just to get by that the kids are getting lost. I, I, I guess I'll be the contrarian. I, um, I don't think the schools are underfunded. I think they're overfunded. I think their palaces go to any school that's been built in the last 20 years. It's better than any school any of us ever went to. Indoor swimming pools on an island. Right. <laughs> it's crazy to me. It's a beautiful school. It's, it's right. crazy to me. Um, the state is a, is a major source of our problems now, but they were not the major source of our problems building up to now. I think we, we brought a lot of it on ourselves. Um, I think the CRDA, I mean, the CRDA is a great whipping boy. I, I, I join in that I think they're terrible now. I think they're counterproductive now. But you look at what they've done 
when they first came into Atlantic City, and it was a state program, they fixed, they they renovated, they totally overhauled the worst neighborhood in the country. We were on the cover of Time Magazine. We were, I'm talking about the, the Northeast Inlet. We were a subject of a 2020. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I mean, you're just talking about the Northeast Inlet. Go ahead. Okay. They took over those people's homes by eminent domain you're right. because they had underground oil tanks that had every now and then oil tank leaks. The EPA came in, tested the soil, they gave the people a dollar, and they moved them out. Or they moved them into one of these homes that they could not afford when they already had a home. So let's let's be real about talking about this Northeast Inlet. Okay, I'm willing to be real, and I'm, I also didn't want to be interrupted. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Northeast Inlet was a dangerous, terrible no, neighborhood. I bet you a dollar. I lived here my whole entire life. What do you refer to by the Northeast from, from right here to Main Avenue, okay. from Parkside to Atlantic Avenue. Right. right here. Where all okay. the new houses are. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I mean, I have personal experience too. I mean, you know, I. I, I'm not, I wasn't oblivious to getting mugged multiple times when I was a kid here. Right. <clears throat> but we were, nevertheless, whether you have the opinion or not, we were on this, we were the subject of a 2020 action news, whatever, uh, ABC News um, juxtaposition, the tale of two cities, right? You had the casinos here, and you had poverty, abject poverty here. CRDA came, and they weren't, they, 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 they didn't come in the beginning of the casino era. They came a few years later when they saw that the casinos weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So they fought, the CRDA forced it on them. And if we all remember, when they did do that eminent domain, and a lot of the community fought it, but look at, look at the result right now. It's, it's the, the inlet, all these new houses from the flagship to here, it's the nicest, nicest neighborhood in the city, as far as... Um, Including Bungalow Park. Yeah. Other yeah. than Bungalow Park. Brand new uh, housing stock, I'm talking about. Just, right. just specifically housing stock. And one, one more thing, Libby. The CRDA at one time was led by Jim Kennedy. He's a local guy. He's a prodigy. He's a genius. Right? That was our only local CRDA executive director. He's the only guy that knew this town. Every other one is from out of town, and they haven't performed to that level. If we brought, if we had local leadership, I think we would see a different, different CRDA. Absolutely. I just wanted, I just wanted to say this. Creta, when I first came into the city, which was roughly around permanently around 1998, right? Their agenda was different. They were more community oriented than they are now. I think they're more economic, what is it, economic, economic development right. now. They did a lot of things here in the Northeast Inland, and I'm, I'm proud of them. I mean, I live in one of their products, you know, Madison Landing. And I think they did a great job. I think when they changed their focus from the community to start doing other things, Garage. things went downhill. And that's, and that's one of our big problems, because they don't think about the community anymore. It's all about making dollars for them, or whatever they want to do. And we are not involved in that. And everybody that's on Freedom's board does not like or support Atlantic City. Hell no. <clears throat> I could say the governor support and the governor appoints them, so the governor needs to know he needs to appoint more people on the land from the land city on their board. That's right. Can I just ask? Because uh, I, I don't 
I don't want to stare at things up too much, but does anyone else think that the Northeast thing that was a success story? Or? Yes. I yes. think so. I, I think I that there's a... Uh, okay, but you, yeah. you think it right. wasn't as bad as uh, Frank What was, my issue with the Northeast lived in like, and the redevelopment okay. was the eminent domain and how they took the people's property. I love this. I would wish it was like Myrtle Beach before the way by the bank, Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? Let's turn it around, take this to what it can be. But my issue was the eminent domain and what they did to the homeowners instead of because once they got the homeowners out of their homes that they owned, the value of the property went from a dollar to $250,000. So where was the quality? This, and the issue is that, and I was just going to say this contrary, because Frank wanted to be a contrary, and I'm going to be a contrary. It's a success story in a lot of ways, but like every issue, there's two sides to every issue. And to me, the heartbreaker of this issue is that in all this beautiful development, the folks that lived here for generations right. can now not afford to live here. Yes. That's a problem yes. for me. Me too. And, oh. and as far as back Maryland, I do care if they shoot up and kill each other because this is part of the population that needs to benefit from what goes on in the school that they're not benefiting from now, clearly, because again, then they come back and they become reinvested in the city. They, they're they rooted here, and so they have an investment uh, other than just monetary. They're, they're emotionally and familial ties invested into the city. So I don't want to lose those children or any of the children in Atlantic City. I'm not saying, you know, let those ones go, let's grab these ones. I don't want to lose any of the children. I don't want any children left. I, I just have something that I want to say. Um, to the governor, which is, you know, we're a small city, but we're fierce. Um, just ask, you know, just just ask about the water department. You know? Yeah, you know? yeah you know? good old MUA. That, that's, that's, that's a great victory for us. We will come together and fight. Um, that, again, we're a community. Um, we want to be heard, we want to be represented, and we're not afraid to take the fight right to them. You know, just it's fair, it's fair. She's such a sweetheart, and she's so sick making such a good point, and she she is doing it in a nice way. But the real thing that they need to understand is, no matter what you come with, we're not going to roll over like that. Okay, we're not Camden. We're not Flint. We're not going to roll over like that. First of all, those of us who weren't born and raised and have generations of family ties here pay good money to come here. Okay, it's either one or the other. So no, we're not we're not going down like that. It's just not going to happen. All right, so that takes me to a different question. But, um, so remember, we're talking about the governor race. What would motivate you to go to the polls? Well, I think we all go to the We all go. We all go. We all go. We already voted twice. And had a messenger ballot. Atlantic City is a microcosm of the world. Yep. I have always felt that. 
I do believe Atlantic City needs to put their lights on. It needs not to be afraid. I have been here since 1970. I came to the shore for the summer and I stayed. Um, I just, I just can't understand how the state, over the years, in the 70s, it was going down. They passed casino gaming, all these casinos came in. Now we are kind of in the same situation now as we were in the 70s. And four or five casinos left from this day forward, and they took no responsibility for the foreclosures, for the trickle-down effect that the closings of these casinos have. From this day forward, the new casinos, if any, or when they open up, should take some responsibility for what has happened here. I believe that they got away with the murder. Absolutely. They squandered the wealth and thought that the wealth was going to continue to come. And, and may I suggest also, let's embrace our diversity. It is not going away. There are so many. And we need to embrace it and just, just, I don't want to just say coexist. More than that. No. What happened to me, just real quick, um, I was stationed in Germany, okay? I'm sitting in McDonald's. And, uh, Germany? Okay, in Germany. <laughs> I had a mid-royal with cheese, okay? Because they don't have the quarter pounders, so they had to call it something else. Mid-royal with cheese and a beer. You can have a beer in McDonald's. I'm sitting there and I look out the window, and across the street is a sign that says Atlantic City. I said, oh, I gotta go check this out. Yes, in the town that I live in, Carlsruhe, Germany. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking, and I, I said, I, I gotta go check this out. I go in there, they said, you gotta pay $7 to get it. I said, well, what is this? You know, I'm like, what do you think Atlantic City is? It's a strip joint. I said, so I pulled out my ID to show that my driver's license that I was, you know, Atlantic City resident. I said, do you really think this is what my town is? And the, and the guy said, yeah. So I said, then maybe how, how, what, what parts of the world really think this poorly of my town? Because I know it's not a strip joint. Now, I remember the 80s and Pacific Avenue. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, but not not like it was, though. Right. But um, the, the, the point is, um, we, 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 we can control our image. We should be controlling our image. Um, and I think that's part of our problem. We, you know, um, it's the same problem that the state has. Uh, people think of New Jersey as really New York. Yeah. So we are Newark. Yeah. But we've got farms down here in the south. You know? We lived in Absecon. I bought my home in 2004. I could have gone anywhere else, but I wanted to come here. And I was sitting here one day and looking across the bay and said, I'm going to live there someday. And a year later, a house went up for sale and I bought it. And I've been here since and I have these wonderful neighbors. And I still get, it's 2017, and people say, oh, well, where do you live? I live in Atlantic City. Live there. You actually live there. I am so tired of that negative press. That negative. We are well, a lovely, but, lovely but, neighborhood. But that, that's our. That's that's partly our. But that's partly our fault. I because mean, that's and, I, and I'm gonna tell you why. I used to deal craps. Okay. And I would be the only crap dealer on the game that lived 
in the city. So I'm sitting here with dealers on the game and they're fussing about the problems of my city. And I would say, why are you talking about my city when you're making your money and taking it to Galloway or Mays Landing? All of the communities outside of us had an explosion. People made their money in the city and took it out. So they were no different than what the casinos were doing. They were no different than what the casinos did, which was a big, which was a big problem for us because if you build, if you build, if you own that property in Atlantic City, you should be based here. Lower our taxes. Make sure the schools are funded properly, and make sure you do what you're supposed to do in that office. All right. That's and right. Amen. I just have uh, one last question, and it's moving away from Atlantic City and from New Jersey, but it's kind of following on from this topic of open-mindedness. I want to know whether any of you have changed the way you talk about politics with other people since November. No. 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 You yes. mean because yes. Trump is in office? No. I mean, yes. I'm starting. I'm going to start with the yeses. And then I'll come back to the no's. No. I'm a yes. I've changed, I've changed the way I talk about politics to other people because I've realized that there were some people that were so invested in their candidate, whichever one it was that it was really an emotional type thing for them whether you were dealing with the letdown of your candidates lost or whether you're dealing with now I have to really dig in because even though my candidate is proving every time he opens his mouth he's a fool I helped elect him so you know I gotta stand strong for my choice so you know I respect that when people are that deeply engaged and that emotionally involved that they're dealing with something that's personal to them. Maybe not an issue that I heard them talk about on a debate, or maybe it's, you know, it doesn't have to be anything, any of the hot button issues or whatever, but there's something that's personal about that to them. And so I want to be careful about that. I don't want to say, uh, you voted for this candidate, he's a damn fool, so you must be a damn fool. That's it, okay? Because now, my car. Oh, I ain't going after you anymore then. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Because now, you see what she just said? Now that makes my conversation with her be over. That's not what I want. And I, as hard as I campaigned for the candidate that I believed in, I remember being in more than one gathering and saying to people, listen, I want to be friends after November 10th, 7th, or whatever it was. Okay? That's what I want everybody to do. There were so many damaging things said to people that were your neighbor, you know, that you, alumni that you went to school with, or that you knew from the PTA, our kids play together. It just got crazy. And it's just, I mean, it is a huge, huge issue because the world is watching us. So now, you know, we know we elected a jerk, but now the rest of the world knows it too. So that makes them look at us. You, you know, just uh, uh, <laughs> you I just did. screwed your whole argument. No, no, no. Exactly. 
No, no, no. I was, I was, I was taking the little comedic license. But you know, people have to realize you can be passionate about an issue, but it doesn't give me the right to be nasty to you or to belittle your choice or you know to make general sweeping generalizations about people. And but, that's what I think Americans forgot right, in November, right. since but November. But let's just, let's just turn that around because maybe somebody you're talking to thought that you elected a jerk from the last election. Mm -hmm. But at least he was respected as a president. This jerk is not respected as a president, which is our problem collectively in the whole entire country. When that the, world, that the world, the world, that the world, world that the world, world, world is looking at. You, know, you don't know who to trust. So you don't know who you to know trust exactly. But you need to support your president and show unity in a country. To the entire, we are the strongest nation in the world. And we can't say that... I'm not so sure about that, because once, once, Germany, once Germany came out, and, you know, it wasn't just a matter of the, of, of the United Kingdom. Once Germany came out and said they, she was not aligning herself with it, that's a major thing there. That's like one of our largest... I think we're above governor, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we are right. above governor. The question was, have you changed how you talk about politics? Yes. In your neighborhood, in your community. I'm a Republican and I'm a conservative. So, I'm conservative. Because I don't want to let everybody in the country, I think they should be vetted. I think the countries who don't vet their people properly should not be allowed to get a visa. I think that people who are generationally on welfare need to be able to work themselves off. I think that no, we don't need a wall, but we need better immigration. I am not Trump, but I'm a conservative. I think that there needs we, America needs to rein back how much we help other people, how much we spend, what we do, because we're not, a lot of times when the Democrats helped poor people, we were enabling them. We were part of the problem and not part of the solution. Do I think people should uh, graduate after three years from being on welfare? No, because then when we don't give them welfare, we don't give them food stamps, their kids are home. So, or I don't believe that people who get unemployment they should say they should have to look for a job. What job? There's hardly no jobs in America. So if you tell me I have to have a, you know, I have to do certain things to get welfare or, or unemployment, so that, you know, to get my unemployment, I need to be looking for a job. And where I live, there are no jobs, like in Atlantic City. So if I was working in a casino and I was displaced and some big person in Washington said, well, in order, Candy, to get your unemployment, you need to be looking for a job. What job am I looking for in Atlantic City when there ain't no jobs? How can you put that burden on me? All right, focusing on the, how have you changed how you talk about I politics? I don't. Okay. I hold it. You had something to say. I don't know who to trust. I don't know what's truth from lie, or I question a lot more now. As far as governor of New Jersey, I did vote for Christie. I am a registered Republican. I think I really am an independent. I am very disappointed in him over these last eight years. Um, and Trump also, 
uh, very, very disappointed in him, but also I was very disappointed with Hillary. And I think she let down a lot of people. And I just, I, I don't know where we're going. Right. I'm scared. Uh, but I will try to be on the side of right. And as far as uh, liberal, I think we've become too liberal. And some physician said to me, I was a nurse for many years, some physician said to me, you know why Medicaid or Medicare or Medic was started was to quiet the masses. And I, I you know, I never I think about that more and more and more now. Because what would happen if all of these freebies or free things or subsidized away. housing, whatever, would go away? What because how would happen? Because how many survived 100 years ago? Right. Can I? Put the work. Can I set something? What? Going down the line? Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah, I'll go down the line. Just real quick. Um, the answer is, <laughs> no, I have not changed. Way. And I had an episode right after the election. I was at a friend's birthday party. And his sister-in-law is a federal judge. And she's a black woman. And she asked me, as a black man, how could you vote for Donald Trump? I said, well, I was not required to vote as a black man. The requirement is American citizen. Ergo, oh my God, yes, because I could not vote for her. There's just no way she, I thought she should be in jail, not in the Oval Office. That being said, I said, I didn't vote as a black man. My, my requirement is an American citizen. So I grew up in a home knowing how I look, but I'm an American. That's always trumped everything for me. I'm an American. This is home. So I would go. I, I would go around. I, I would go. I would go around the country. I never forget. I went to Georgia, and a guy from Georgia, well, another black man, said to me. He said, "You're going to Georgia. You got to be careful down there." And I said, "What are you talking about? This land is your land. This land is my land. So wherever I am on this land, I'm home." Yeah, but certain parts of Georgia, you gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> about that, certain, certain, that's what I'm saying. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. But you know what I mean, though. Atlantic City, I gotta be careful. No, no that's right. You know what I mean. What's important is that you know that I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. You skip me. I'm, I'm going around this way. So that was my experience. For me, it, it has not changed how we discuss politics. I made a, a conscious decision, because my family is split both ways, that I would not give anybody the power to change my thought process and how I converse. Um, so I, I give respect, I listen, and I demand the same in return. And I haven't been disappointed yet. Uh, no, it hasn't changed. Get up. I don't believe that my way of speaking has changed. I have found myself in many more arguments than I ever have in my life <laughs> over politics because I also voted for Trump only because I couldn't vote for Hillary. So not because I was really supportive of him, but it was lesser of two evils as far as I was concerned. And the only thing that surprises me is as crazy as I think the man is. Right. He has managed to get countries agreeing with us, even though they're fighting with us. Let's try China 
and Russia yeah, going against yeah. North Korea. They are. What is that? Don't they have, and, and different things. And he actually didn't even belong on anything here. You know? He has. <laughs> and, and as far as it, I think his whole attitude is. He is the boss. Unfortunately, he's never worked in government where there is no boss. And, he's not, and, and, and therefore, he was not an ideologue. Compromise kind of situation. So, anyhow, I have found that I have had to be nice. <laughs> now, how could you vote for Hillary Clinton? No, I'm only teasing. You vote for Hillary Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, well, I, let me. What was the question again? Have you changed the way you talk? I throw her off. Yes, 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 and no. Have you changed how you talk about politics? Actually, no. I have not. And I think I agree with, with Darcy. Um, I demand respect when you talk to me. And I expect the same. I give you the same. You have your choices, and I have my choices. What do I think of Trump? I think he's an idiot. I like the word dotard. And I like the. <laughs> what is that word? Dotard, right? Is that, am, I pronounce it? am I pronouncing it correctly? Daughter. Daughter. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kim Jong calls like that, right? I think my man is leading us closer to war, and I am definitely afraid of what is going to happen to our country with all of the stuff that he is doing. And my other concern about him is that he has no agenda. He has not put forth an agenda to us to tell us all he is. All he wants to do is get rid of what Obama did. Give me your agenda. Tell me how you're going to bring our country forward. He ain't got no agenda. He ain't got none. Tell me what his agenda is. There you go. See how good we're doing? Let's stay on track with a question. I think we got a little bit of you. You haven't changed. Well, you haven't changed or you have Well, from from the regular conversation, when I still talk to people the same way in politics. But um, I think the trend is, in the country uh, as a whole, is that you couldn't vote for another Democrat whether it was Hillary or anybody else, because we needed change. And Donald Trump was like, you know, it was a... That's a change. It was a a big change. I worked for Donald Trump. I worked for Donald Trump at Trump Plaza. So he was a businessman, and everything in Atlantic City was, oh, he went bankrupt. It's a part of business. Okay? So I thought, it's a change. We can't be going the same way. However, even though I did not vote for Obama, I respected him as our president. Whether I liked what he did or didn't like what he did, and what my problem is, is that now that Trump is elected, I voted for Trump, and now that Trump is elected, people that didn't vote for him, especially the entertainers and the media and the entertainment, they're out there, they're just burying him. Get out of here, Carol. They're burying him. They are, they're burying him, and they should respect him. You Okay. Suck it up. You lost the election. Trump's in, but the but the thing, the way that Trump got elected is because people didn't want the same party and the same everything was going on the same if they way. Wanted something they needed change, they and the only change that they had was Donald Trump. So now in New Jersey, 
We have yeah. Lord Cross's guy Murphy, and we have the lieutenant governor who did what she did to take care of things when Christie was out of town or on the beach, and she. She may, I, I don't know, I, I know for one thing, I'm not going to vote for So, do I talk to people differently? No. I tell them who I think would be the best candidate, and in some no. situations, okay. I have to keep my mouth shut. Well, all right. Jeff. I think we all talk differently, whether we, we admit it or not. I listened to Candy call herself a conservative. I would call that more of a moderate. I think a lot of people would like to see fiscal responsibility, would like to see a different funding formula for the, uh, for the social responsibilities we have, and you know, because they're buying votes. Here's what I've stopped doing. This intellectual discourse, I can have this for hours on end. Anything anyone wants to say here, I'll listen to. But the, the, whether it's Democrat or Republican, no matter which side, the, the team, the, the, all teams, all cost, all this, my father taught me at a young age that you can't argue with an unarmed person. And those persons often have no conscious thought behind their reasoning. They just have, this is what we're going to do. And I listen to people today. I hope it changes my opinion or it changes my direction. That's what life is. It's an evolving force. And in a way, our president has been, been behind this evolving force. I've not spoken badly about the president. He did not receive my vote. And he still doesn't have all my support. There's been things he's done that I like, but there were things Obama did that I didn't like. So that's what leadership is, is the ability to pull things together. The, the president getting called names, he's on that damn Twitter account every single day calling everyone a name, and he deserves to get called names. Sticks and stones may break my bones. No one ever taught him that. I don't like to be branded as conservative. I'm a registered Republican, however, I like to consider myself an enlightened voter. I vote for the person. I have to register one way or the other because of this, the situation. Uh, however, I like to say that I vote for the people involved. Um, I, I think the trouble with the world today is that we've gone too far liberal. I want to see old-fashioned homeschooled values, the way we were brought up. We were forced to get educated. What, if we did something wrong, we had to answer to dad first, and then we'd get it twice. Number one, for what we did. Number two, that dad found out about it. Okay? We need that kind of stuff now. The country are a bunch of spoiled little brats. If they don't get their way, they protest. If they yell and scream, it's fine to criticize the people in office. Not everybody's going to make the right decision. Not everybody's going to appeal to everybody. But that's what it's all about. I personally live by the fact that I agree to disagree. Like the gentleman said, I like to keep myself informed. I want to hear everybody what, and then make up my own decision. I agree with what this gentleman said as well. You know, they, this is my land. And I was a captain of a ship. And I told my crew before we even left harbor every time, I don't care who you are, what color you are, what religion, we're all in this tub together. I can't swim home, and I'm sure you guys can't. So if you got a problem, stow it till we get home. Uh, all right.
<laughs> Chelsea Village. Me? Right here. Chelsea Village? Yeah, me too. I was born in Chelsea Village. Alright, can I go? Alright. I want to I wanna let the gubernatorial uh, candidates know and every state level politician know that Atlantic City is unique because we're in a depression. We might be the only, one of the only places in the country that's in a depression. New Jersey is booming, the country is booming, but we're not, so we're unique in that fashion. To answer the question, have I changed the way I enter into political conversations? I haven't, but the conversation has changed. The conversation has changed since the election, even before the election. Trump's not, Trump's not my guy. I'm not a Trump. I'm not a Trump guy. But you made me vote for him. You made me vote for him because you called me a racist. You called me a Nazi. You called me dumb. You made me vote for him. You're deplorable. I'm deplorable. And the happiest night was me watching everybody get it wrong on election night. And I watched oh, yeah. those, I I watched those compilations I every few weeks. I voted for him so that she couldn't win big. I voted for him <laughs> to say F you to all you people who know my heart. And right. you don't know my heart. So I wanted and that change. She didn't. She was a so, And I've been in part of conversations where we could be talking about something unrelated to politics. And I had a, a, a very famous um, journalist do this, Lisa DiPaolo. She does uh, profiles. Just talking, just, just conversation about something unrelated to politics. Are you a Trump voter? Because that's supposed to be a disqualifying attribute. Once they, once they, they accuse you of that, they accuse you of racism, Nazism. I mean, it's, it's, it's what they do. It's true. It's no, true. it's true over here. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not my guy, but I voted for him just just for that reason. And, um, yeah. At all. But, yeah. If there was a flag here, he just told me I was a contradiction because I said I'm not a Nazi and I'm not a racist, but I didn't like Hillary. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was a liar. And so I vote for whoever is going to promote my agenda, the things that mean the most to me, to mean the most to my community, to mean the most to the elderly people, my whatever. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What did you think Trump was going to do for your community? Not a damn thing. What did you think Hillary was going to do? What did you think Hillary was going to do? Nothing. Well, I tell you. Increase more welfare. Taxes going up. You know, I was a caseworker. Me too. And I was a caseworker back in the day. Me too. 1980. All of stuff was going on in the Bronx. And what do I think that Hillary would do? I think her. She had an agenda. I oh think yeah, she, she had an agenda. Things in terms of healthcare, schools, schools, and other issues. And I don't didn't see that coming from. Trump. The man. Then I'm, I'm not, not knocking you at all. No, you don't have to knock my I got, I, I, But I have to say this. Then you didn't listen. And you didn't hear what he was saying. Because he had an agenda. And he he doesn't have one now. Oh, show yes. me one. I'll give you one. Show me one. Show me one. Show me one. Enumerate all of the noise. What is his agenda right now? Tell me what. Before we 
sticking to the agenda, can I answer the question that's at the end? Because that's another question. <laughs> All right. Now, now, I just want to come out and say, I voted for Hillary because I couldn't have possibly thought of voting for Trump. I just wanted to say that just to say that for everybody else. Okay. you think about Hillary, I mean, I could go on for half an hour when I think about Trump, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Okay, now, the problem I have is, sometimes I have a lot of white friends, so I worry about offending them, even though a lot of the issues don't affect them, they affect me. But I worry about how they're going to perceive perception. So I sit back and I keep my mouth shut. So they probably have a different perception of me, but really I have a big opinion. But because of my mother in heaven, how she raised me, I worry about how they'll take me. But here's what's important. Here's what's important. The word is respect. Like the gentleman right here. You know, like part of his description, and I'm going to use his words, was the F you to all y'all that Baba thought of me and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? No matter what y'all thought of me, that wasn't going to go into my thinking when I went into the voters' booth. See, I didn't let that in. Listen, when I went into the voters' booth, it was soundly who I thought was the best person for the time. I didn't let none of that influence me. And that gentleman, based by his words, his words, you know, when he said, I was going to say F you, well, well see, I probably, I'm probably one of the people you were saying F you, but you wasted an F you on me because I wasn't against you. I disagree with what you're standing. But guess what? If me and you were out there uh, 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 fighting for the same cause, man, I was right there with you. I just happened to disagree with who you thought should be leading us right now. That was our only difference. It didn't go to the FU stage. Some, and sometimes people take it to that level, and it's not to that level. Just because we disagree on who we think should be leading us, just because we disagree, just because we coming from two dope, totally different places, it's just being to understand that, you know what, man? Let me be understanding the way he's coming from and try to understand where he's coming from. And I that's disagree. How you, you know, I disagree. together, the two of you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he don't like me, really. <laughs> you know, so, so, so again, the, the answer to my question is the answer to your question is sometimes I feel some kind of way that I'm uncomfortable with really expressing how I feel because I feel like I might offend somebody. But no Nobody seems to be worried that I'm offended by what they say. Right. Nobody right. Seems, seems to be concerned with that, but that's how I feel about that. I, 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 I'll try to be short and sweet. Hey, Bill, nice to meet you. I voted for Trump. He is not a politician. I could not, in good conscience, vote for Clinton because I really felt she was a liar. Me too. And Trump put his charm on, and you don't know someone until you're married to them, and it's coming out. And I just think that why the Republican Party didn't have anyone else. Right. Is this all we have? Right. That's all I have to say. I'm hoping for the best. I want to know one thing that you want the governor to know about bungalow park. That we, we love our, it. No, we, we love need it. our bulkhead fixed. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. All right. We need to talk about that. We got that's that. That's 
our main concern, the big flooding. The flooding is our main concern. We have had Channel 6, Channel 3, Langford, everyone there. And if you were in Ventnor, Margate, or Longport, this would never happen. But it continues to happen in Atlantic City. And our taxes are higher than probably any of those other properties. We are a tight-knit, diverse community. And even though we're the smallest civic association, we're not going to cease being vocal.